Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is People Every Day. Coming up, tragedy on set. Everything we know about the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, who was shot when actor Alec Baldwin's prop gun discharged while filming. Plus, a film weapons expert shares his expertise and details what can and has gone wrong while filming with guns. It's October 22nd. Hello, everyone. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Friday, and while I'm usually super excited this time of the week, there's some heavy stuff in the news right now coming out of the entertainment world. And for today, that's all I really want to get into and explain in so much as anyone can at this point. My jaw dropped last night when I got an alert that one person was killed and another had been seriously injured in what appears to be a prop mishap on the set of Alec Baldwin's new movie, Rust. Here's what we know. Alec Baldwin was holding a prop gun when it discharged, killing the director of photography, Helena Hutchins, and seriously injuring the film's director, Joel Souza. Just today, Baldwin tweeted, quote, There are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a wife, mother, and deeply admired colleague of ours. I'm fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred, and I am in touch with her husband, offering my support to him and his family. My heart is broken for her husband, their son, and all who knew and loved Helena. And while photos taken outside of the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office near where the production was being filmed show a distraught Baldwin collapsing in a parking lot after being interviewed by police. The Sheriff's Office says that the investigation remains active and that no charges have been filed. Well, joining me now to give us more insight into the situation is People.com movies editor Nigel Smith, who's been covering this since the news broke. Hi, Nigel. Hi, Janine. Just wow, right? Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you guys are slammed covering this. Um, there's so much to talk about here. But before we get into just how this could have possibly happened, I mean, what else can you tell us about the incident? Yeah, what we're learning um, today from a prop union called AYATSE, uh, A-I-A-T-S-E, Local 44, is that the gun that Alec was using on set somehow contained live rounds, which is hard to imagine as to why that is. Obviously, that's wow. not supposed to be the case, but they sent out an email today alleging that was the case to union members to kind of just give them a little more information on exactly how this happened. And we heard back from the sheriff's office in response to what the union said about the live rounds and um, they didn't go so far as denying it, but they said that it's too early to have a solid answer as to whether there were live rounds in this gun and how this all transpired. The general sense that I'm getting from many in the industry, be it props masters or security experts on sets who work on films of this nature is that this should not happen, that there are rules put in place for this to not happen and um, that this is a very, very unique and strange situation that we're going to be obviously covering 
as it continues to unfold and as the answers continue to uh, to come forth. So, Nigel, now we're getting some troubling additional context about this project. A source told people that crew members made it clear to producers that they didn't feel safe on set, in part because they had to travel a long distance in order to film and were exhausted by the time they arrived. And the Los Angeles Times is now reporting that hours before the deadly shooting, several union members who'd voiced complaints about the conditions were asked to leave the set and were replaced by non-union crew members in order to continue new production. So, Nigel, what else are we hearing about this? Yeah, this is all making a lot of sense now, because if you actually go back to Alec Baldwin's Instagram, I think it was just three days prior to the fatal accident, he actually was advocating on the part of uh, the union in an Instagram video saying that, you know, they were totally within their right to be expressing these frustrations. And it came to a head, really, it seems like the morning of the fatal incident with um, a lot of union crew members, um, you know, leaving the production altogether and then the production replacing them with non-union members. And the LA Times and the story that they broke today, they actually say that uh, the cinematographer who was uh, shot by Alec Baldwin and, and killed was actually really championing for safer working conditions for her, her colleagues on set. So the whole turn of events is extremely tragic just given the fact that all this kind of leads us to believe that it somehow could have been prevented. So, Nigel, another thing that is in this LA Times article, this wasn't the first time that a gun misfired on this set, right? Yeah, shockingly, the, the article claims that there are actually two misfires on the prop gun on Saturday this incident occurred yesterday on Thursday. And they also said that there was one the previous week. So that's three misfires, not including the fatal one from yesterday on set. And those prop guns are supposed to have blanks. There should never be live bullets, active bullets on on a set. Of course. And I talked to a filmmaker source today who's work on, worked on big budget films, small budget films, TV shows that have required this kind of stunt work. And he said there's kind of a 10 minute process whereby, um, you know, the, the firearms are in set are inspected. Um, they make sure that everyone on set feels comfortable with this firearm. Multiple people check it mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. to see exactly what's inside. And let's go to Helena. Helena's family. I mean, Matthew Hutchins, her husband, told Insider, quote, I don't think there are words to communicate the situation. I am not going to be able to comment about the facts or the process of what we're going through right now, but I appreciate that everyone has been very sympathetic. I think that we will need a little bit of time before we can really encapsulate her life in a way that is easy to communicate. Oh, my goodness. So this is, you know, this is fresh, very fresh for her family. Can you talk about Helena for me, like what we know about her? Sure. So she was only 42. And from what I'm sensing, her friends and um, coworkers all just spoke to what a wonderful time she was having on the set of this this Western film, calling her uh, a cowgirl. And there's photos from her Instagram showing her on set in the desert, um, clearly just having a great time shooting 
this film. Um, people, yeah, are just obviously devastated by the loss. They spoke to her talent. She graduated from the AFI Conservatory in 2015, selected as one of the American Cinematographers Rising Stars of 2019. So she had a great future ahead of her and a few very strong credits to her name already. And and seeing that, our arch enemy, uh, I mean, Darlin', Blind Fire, The Mad Hatter, um, all films that she's worked on. And then you have just the outpouring from actors that she's worked with. You have Joe Manganiello, who took to IG to write, I woke up to the messages and read the news, and I am in shock. I was so lucky to have had Helena Hutchins as my DP on Arch Enemy. She was an absolutely incredible talent and a great person. She had such an eye and a visual style. She was the kind of cinematographer that you wanted to see succeed because you wanted to see what she could pull off next. So, I mean, oh my gosh, let's let's talk about some of the other reactions we seen in the industry. I see that Deborah Messing um, has been speaking out. Yeah, Deborah Messing um, did comment on this, um, given that she's obviously worked with Alec Baldwin. She was actually responding to conservative media commentators are having a lot to say about this whole situation, given their disdain for for Alec Baldwin. But she responded to one of those commentators, um, just calling the whole situation catastrophic and um, not and making sure that the blame doesn't rest at Alex's feet. That obviously this was a terrible mistake, um, and that she says, "quote unquote," a prop gun was handed to him. Just trying to clarify to his detractors out there that she feels that he is not responsible um, for this, and so she's trying to throw some support. Yeah. Well, I, I think everyone on our morning meeting call just immediately thought about. This incident that happened way back in 1994 on the set of The Crow, one of the most famous tragic onset experiences, actor Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, was killed on set. Do you remember the details from that story? I remember when that when that was first announced. I'm probably aging myself here, but um, it was just so shocking because Brandon Lee was really just starting his career and. This is supposed to be a franchise that he was going to be leading, a new action franchise. And um, yeah, I mean, they actually shot most of the film. So they were able to complete it and release it after his death. But it was a similar incident where he was shot um, on the set of the film by by a co-star. Um, a co-star somehow was given uh, a gun with real bullets in it um, when he was actually supposed to be given, you know, a gun with, with, with blanks to use on set. And um, due to that, one of the billet bullets um, hit Lee and, and resulted in his death. And so it, this the, these things happen very rarely, but when they do, it's always just a question as to how and, yeah. and, and why, because it just seems so negligent. Well, Nigel, thank you so much for just taking the time to dig into this. And I will let you go back to reporting it out. I'm sure more is going to come out in the the next few hours, days, all of it. Yeah, we all want answers and hopefully we'll be getting them soon. Next up, a discussion with firearm prop expert Carl Westja, who explains what's supposed to happen with guns on set and the ways things can go terribly wrong. Stick around.
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Everyone, I am back now with Carl Westja. He is the vice president of Weapons for Independent Studio Services in Los Angeles. The company has provided weapons, consultations, and training for film and TV productions for decades. Its credits include American Sniper, uh, Flags of Our Fathers, Django Unchained, and No Country for Old Men, just to name a few. Uh, these are the folks you call in when you are going to have guns on set. So, Carl, obviously, this is a very tragic incident. I think everyone in the industry, even we entertainment journalists, are pretty shaken up over it. I'm wondering if you can describe what types of protocols are typically in place for the use of firearms on set. Uh, does an expert need to be in place to help the actors handle the weapons? Typically, uh, yes. Um, the firearms are props. They're handled as props, even though in, in many cases they're, they're real guns, real firearms. In, in most cases, they're modified for blanks, um, and they're supposed to be under the control of the property master, who, you know, who is the qualified person to handle these, um, or under somebody designated by them to handle these on, on the film or TV set. So uh, you definitely need to have qualified people doing this. I don't know all the particular details of what happened out, out in New Mexico, but uh, the property masters are the ones, you know, designated to do this. Mm, and I, I think you hit on something there that a lot of us have questions about, which is that this was a prop, but it's also very much a gun, very much a weapon. So I'm wondering if you can remind our listeners of the difference between a blank and a live round and talk about how it's possible for a gun containing a blank to seriously injure someone. Sure. Yeah, a live cartridge is, you know, it's it's a live cartridge. It's it's it's, it's what you would use as a, you know, a civilian or a law enforcement officer. It it, it contains a projectile. Um, a blank cartridge has all the components of a live cartridge, uh, meaning case, primer, gunpowder, but it does not have a projectile. Uh, the blanks are commonly brass that's been crimped over to create a profile of a projectile, um, but there's no bullet per se. You know, blanks are extremely dangerous in themselves. Um, handled properly by qualified people, th there, there shouldn't be any concern if everything's handled proper properly. Most productions follow, you know, uh, strict safety protocols. Um, uh, there's 44 safety bulletins that are typically used throughout production. So most most productions are going to follow those safety bulletins and the safety protocols. There's safety meetings that happen on every film when there's going to be uh, blank guns being used. Uh, th those meetings, you know, uh, usually include everyone. But most importantly, the property master, the armor, uh, the first AD, stunt coordinator, etc. So it's, it's human. It's got to be human error of some sort, obviously, and the safety protocols were not followed. Yeah. Well, is there some sort of like distance protocol for films like this where, you know, there's a rule that says if actor with firearm stands here, then everyone else must be here? 
Yep, uh, stand-up distance of 20 feet or more. Um, how the guns are pointed at individuals, you know, um, uh, you know, you really, there's no reason to point a firearm at anybody. You, you can use camera angles to correct for that. If the, if in the rare instance you do have to point a firearm at, in, at someone, there's other other safety protocols that are in place. You know, for instance, furniture pads, pad, padding up the camera operators. Uh, in a lot of cases, they can use a very thick plastic Lexan, you know, quarter inch or half inch Lexan. And you know, there's there's industry procedures for pretty much every situation. Got it. And my last question for you, Carl, is how common are these types of injuries on set? And well, do you think that something as terrible as this will change the protocols that currently exist? These are not common at all. Um, this is a tragic uh, thing, unfortunately. Uh, you know, Helena Hutchins lost her life. Um, there's been a few things over the years uh you know, that everybody knows about, like the Brandon Lee incident. You know, these are these are very rare instances. And in most cases, things were not handled. In all cases, things were not handled properly. That was firearm prop expert Carl Westja discussing filming with guns in the wake of the tragic accident on set that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. For more on this story, head over to People.com. And now, it's much needed after all of that. Here's something I hope will make you smile. How cool is it to travel aboard a plane when you know the pilot? I wouldn't know, but there's a little girl who knows that joy firsthand. One-year-old Shania sat aboard her first flight ever with her mom, Priyanka, when she looked up to see a familiar face. Not just any face, though, her dad's face. She was all smiles and giggles as she excitedly waved to her papa, the pilot. I think happy is an understatement. Her dad, who's the captain for Jet Airways, peeked out from the cockpit. And as you can imagine, he was delighted seeing his baby girl in the window seat a couple rows away. Talk about precious cargo, right? Everyone, I hope you have a great weekend with great people and or great food. If you have a moment, head over to People Every Day's page on Apple Podcasts and scroll down to rate and comment on the show. I'll catch up with you guys soon. 